It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from Freeney's Bar, home of the best pint of plain in Galway, Ireland. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, we're rolling into summer like 900,000 tons of steel out of control. More a roller coaster than the train you used to know. Sounds intense. That's a lot of steel, by the way. So uh, I just want to get us started off, Martin, with uh, one of my, you. You did one of my favorite things today, starting early in the day. You you played Weatherman, which is I got to admit is just it's one of my things. I just think is so funny when people say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, it's going to rain later." So we're probably not going to have the game because Lorbo had a game tonight. True. He told me. True. He told me this morning. It uh, the game won't be over till might have to do it tomorrow morning because it's raining. So it might get rained out, and then then a couple hours later, good chance the game tonight is rained out. And then today at seven forty one, you're like, well, uh. Actually, we're at the game, but I'm, it's going to be canceled any minute. And then a little bit later, you said, no, that this isn't going to work. We're still at the game. I won't be home till 10. So I love that. I love oh, it. That's like one of your favorite things. Yeah. It's not just you. Just when anybody tells me what the weather's going to be. And it's like, well, it's going to be raining later, so we can't do it. And. You don't know that. and t- I never this- claimed to be a meteorologist. Well, well you, you may not have claimed to be one, but in you were acting as if one. You were like one of Trump's cabinet secretaries. You were the acting meteorologist because, you know, with performing the duties of a meteorologist. Wow. So when you said earlier that we need to save all our funny bits. Is yeah. this what you were talking about? No. no. Okay. Okay. Um, Just checking. So anyway, so thanks. I oh, and you're by welcome. the way, when you were telling me that, I drove I just drove from Richmond to Chicago in one day and I yeah. just got here and it was absolutely pouring rain on me like and this is another thing I want to bring up real quick. And I'm gonna this is I'm gonna ask you a question about driving in the rain, okay? Okay. Um, because it was bad. It was, you know, like I was hydroplaning and my like stability control light was flashing on my dashboard and stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't like to drive slow. I don't speed, but if I have to drive 11 hours, you know, I'm not not slowing down unless I absolutely have to. But here's the question. When it's really pouring rain, do you turn uh-huh. on your hazards, your emergency flashers while you're driving or no? No, I I never use those except when I'm parked like illegally. Right. Because as far as I know, that's the only time that you should use those. Okay, good. All right. Well, 
Okay, we can keep we can keep doing the show. Cause oh, if good. Because if you had said yes, you know, I turn them on so that everyone else can be aware that there's, you know, dangerous. That it's raining? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just look out the window. I know. I know. Which, I know. pro tip, if you're driving, it helps if you can see. Yeah, like if you pull over to the side of the road and turn them on, you know, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's a different thing. But if you drive with them on, it's not like it's some special shield you know, that covers your car from the rain or something. Like, turn on the force field. You know? It makes me more confused if I see a car driving with its hazards on. Right. Cause like, may- do they... What's yeah. going on? Should I stay away? Is the car going to be on fire? Uh, exactly. Well, good stuff. So, we have a great, great program tonight. Um, we're going to take a little trip... Back in time, all the way up to the current day, uh, we're going to be talking about pets, Matt. Yeah, I can't wait. So we're going to go, you know, maybe first pets, our most beloved pets, maybe the perfect pets. Right. Uh, So, Matt, I think you should start off. Okay. uh, First pets. Yeah. So my first pet was... Uh, whose name was Goldie. Now, if you're thinking, oh, that's cool. Matt had a golden retriever when he... Nope, we did not. not? Nope, it was... Uh, Goldie was a goldfish that oh. I won uh, at Lake Forest Day, uh, which was like a little carnival thing in town in Lake Forest, and it was one of those things where you throw a ping pong ball, and if it lands, you know, if it lands on the right fish tank, then and there's a fish in there, you get the fish. So then they put, oh, the, yeah. they put the fish in, like, a plastic bag. This was, you know, in the early 80s. And then they yeah, just... Before, before people knew you could be cruel to animals. <laughs> right. They tie the bag closed, and then, you know, and I remember How does my the mom. How get uh, oxygen or whatever in the water then? Yeah, not well, it, it only has enough to last however long. It, we, we were able to get it home. We, we went to Woolworths and got a fish tank and those little rocks and some fish food, and then we put it in there, and then, yeah, Goldie. And I, 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 I was so excited. The idea that I had not only won a game, but also that I had won an animal was like, I could not have been more excited. Oh, nice. So uh, how old were you then, ballpark? I'm going to say 19, this was 1981 or 82. So I would have been in first or second grade. Um, that's big time. Yeah. So like eight, seven or eight. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so, now, yep. Just Goldie, uh, you know, the, after the excitement wore off, then I remember my mom would start to like, be like, Matt, you know, you have to clean the fish tank. You have to feed it. And, uh, I was like, to, you know, you might as well have been telling me I had to, you know, 
invent some kind of new type of math or something because that just made I had no idea what that meant or how to do yeah. it. Um, and neither of my parents, they expected me to know how to do a lot of stuff and they never really taught me how to do anything. But so anyway, how do you know how to do anything now. Well, good question that we can save that for another show. Okay. But okay, I, sorry. I learned, I learned how to do a lot of things by breaking things and screwing things up a lot when I was a kid. But anyway, trial by fire. Yeah. So, uh, just so you know, Goldie did die. Uh, her tank got pretty nasty, and my mom was like, I'm just not going to clean it anymore. And I remember coming home, and she was floating at the top of the tank, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, and that was a life lesson. Sounds like your mom, killed, your mom killed the fish. No. Well, okay. I'm, you can... You guys can talk about that next time you we all get together. Right. That'll well, be a good one. Okay. Okay. I'll bring it up. Goldie, huh? Yep. Was that How named about after you? Goldie Hawn? Yes. It was named after Goldie Hawn and uh, Barry Goldwater, uh, who I also, those were my two favorite male and female uh, celebrities. So I. Makes was sense. An, was an homage to them both. Well, that's that's great. Uh, so I have two actually. So, as far as I know, the first pet in my extended family, um, so my mom, her grandfather was a doctor in Beverly, in the south side of Chicago. Real quick, for those of you who don't know. And, you know, he was, you know, a good doctor or whatever, but occasionally he had people that couldn't pay. So, you know, he did whatever he did as a doctor and they couldn't pay. So this guy's like, well, I can't pay you, but I'm going to give you a monkey. <laughs> so he had a pet monkey for a while um, until his wife forced him to get rid of it. I assume I don't even want to go into the details. I don't really know like what they did with it. It was probably bad, but you know, like Indiana Jones and the temple of doom where they have that like little monk. Oh no, maybe it's raid. It's Raiders of the lost Ark. Okay. They have that little monkey. Yes. That runs around. It was something like that. Wow. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to have something like that now as a pet, or it should be. Probably. Yeah. But he was um, a doctor, so he knew better than anybody what he was what he was dealing with. Right. So right? I guess yeah. So I guess long story short, it was fine. So we do can you leave remember the and what well, No, dare no, I, dare was, I this, ask what dare I ask what the monkey's name was? I don't know what the monkey's name was. Okay. Um, I thought of I thought of a funny name, but I can't say it on the podcast. Okay. It would be too controversial. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, let's not be controversial. Right. So anyway, it was before my time. Okay. Um, but maybe. Well, this isn't the first pet, but it's a pet I had. 
So in sixth grade, one of the things that they decided to do was everybody in sixth grade got a crayfish. And okay. like we kept it in the class and like we in like this baby pool in the back and we'd like feed it and then we'd like monitor its growth and like it was supposed to be science and we did it for two weeks and then we took the crayfish home. Okay. So I took my cray crayfish home. We had it in our basement, which was not finished, in like a baby pool. And then within probably three or four days, the crayfish had laid hundreds of crayfish eggs in the in the baby pool. <laughs> oh my god. Which I think at this point. I'm not sure what happened, but I'm pretty sure he went to live like in a lake, in a farm, in rural rural Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was fine. Sure. They're probably still out there, you know, his oh, great, definitely. great, great, great grandchildren just living the life. Yeah. So did someone take the whole baby pool and put it in like your family suburban or whatever and drive it out to the farm i would assume so they definitely was, didn't just pour it and flush it down the toilet did they that's not how you get to a farm matt well i okay just i know that you've lived in a lot of urban environments but you've seen a farm no I, in some of your cross-country drives perhaps yes I'm you just, can't get you know, there by flushing yourself down the toilet. Somebody just has to ask the tough questions. So, anyway, um, well, did and now did the crayfish have a name? I don't remember. So no. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I guess not. It wasn't really. It wasn't a beloved pet, right? Or a perfect pet. Well, let's move on to the to our be most beloved pets. Um, Perfect. So my aunt and uncle uh, worked for the U.S. Foreign Service and moved around uh, the Asia a lot uh, during their time working. And so when I was a kid, they lived in Japan, in Tokyo, and worked at the embassy in Tokyo. And one of their fellow diplomats uh, had a this dog named Laddie. Actually, the dog, it's, my aunt and uncle named it Laddie. I can't remember. Oh, its name was Prince. That's what it was. Anyway, uh, we called it um, Laddie. And yeah, anyway, and sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you okay? So they had to. So this, their friends had to move, and long story short, they didn't want to take the um, dog with them because they would hit. You know, it's a big pain to take animals overseas and move them around. So we're like, mm -hmm. you know, we, why don't we just leave Prince with you? Anyway, that's you what mean they Laddie did. Or Prince? Well, and then they once they got him, they named him Laddie. And then they, in their final stop, uh, had to move to Australia. And then 
that was when they were faced with this decision about, you know, like if they brought the dog to Australia, it would need to quarantine for six months. So anyway, so they, they were like, they called my mom and were like, you know, do you want the dog? So they shipped the dog to us and uh, he lived with us until his passing. But he was a great dog. He was a Collie and a Springer Spaniel mix. Just the nicest dog uh, you could ever imagine. And I know everybody says that, but it's true. Laddie really was. And uh, he put up with a lot of my weird behavior as a kid, watching me breaking stuff and getting into That's, trouble. It's called learning. It's called learning. Learning, yes. Yeah. And, uh Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I never, it was the only dog we had when I, uh, when I was a kid, we, we had another dog when I was an adult, but anyway, he was my special guy. Did you know that, um, Laddie was a character in the Lassie film, Son of Lassie? Yeah, of course I knew that. What do you, what, why do you think he was named Laddie? I thought maybe you named him after Laddie, who was a dog character on The Simpsons. No, I didn't name fact. him. My aunt and uncle did, and my well, cousins. They probably, they probably knew all this. Yeah. Well, not The Simpsons, because that wasn't a show yet. But they definitely named him after that one dog in the Lassie movie. So. He probably rescued children out of wells. Well... You know, in, in his own way, he did. It was me. But, like, here's an example of something I did when I was when I was young. I f- was playing around, sort of being an idiot, and I found a stack of bricks. Yeah. And Laddie was with me. And I threw a brick up in the air to see what, <laughs> what would happen when it landed. And I literally threw it up in the air and ran. And then it, it, I, th- I threw it in a way where it landed on my back as <laughs> I was running away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> it hit me anyway. Uh, yeah. So but did the brick break or no, did your back break? No, no, nothing broke. But, you know, I was like, God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> was Laddie able to get an uh, ambulance on the scene before no, no. something bad happened? No, I was I was young enough, you know, where it took a lot to for me to get hurt, so I was okay. Yeah, well, when you were thirty four, you were pretty tough. No, it was younger than that. Okay. Anyway, um, you how about you? Sure. Um, so we're gonna go back to my college days here. Mm. Uh, my last semester of college. Uh, really. Probably about three weeks before I was done with college for, well, done with college at that point. I have multiple graduate degrees, NBD. Um, so this friend of mine found this dog, really a puppy, on the side of the road by itself. She was about seven weeks old, according to the vet. I assume they know what they're doing. Right. Anyway, she was going to keep them. They didn't know who it was, who it belonged to. It had no tag on it. There were no other dogs around. 
Then probably a week later, she found out that the girl was pregnant and was like, I can't keep the dog. Whoa. So I was like, well, I'll keep the dog if you get all the vaccinations for the dog. So she's like, okay. So then I had my dog, Josephine, who at that point was very tiny. I have a picture of her being held just in one person's hand with just her head and her feet hanging off the hand. Yeah. Uh, And then she became, I wouldn't say wild, but she had a zest for the outdoors. Yes. She didn't like to be caged in. Correct. She's actually very well behaved inside the house. Um, But moved from Colorado to Hinsdale, which was, Hinsdale was quite an adjustment for her. Right. She literally escaped and went into downtown Hinsdale and went into a china shop. (laughs) Yep. That happened. Then they called the police and then she escaped from the china shop. The police eventually did catch her. But it took a while. Um, so she was beloved by all. Gone too soon, as most pets are. Right. You know, uh, you you had met her. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember vividly you playing fetch with her. She loved to, she loved to fetch, but would not give you back whatever she was fetching. Right. Which, you know... Always makes it fun. Right. Maybe more fun for the dog. Yeah. But, you know. No, she. That's what. She, yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, like. That the perfect animal to be your pet. Just a, a dog that just wants nothing to do with, like, you know, playing, like, dog games and, like, you know, hamming it up, like trying to look cute just like wants to just run and chase stuff all the time 100 miles an hour uh, yeah i remember i remember her pretty well and then yeah. just you know it's like yeah she maybe living in the mountains of colorado is is far enough out there for her oh that that was her best life but i remember so later on she partnered up with like a toy poodle in Hinsdale and they had ran this squirrel up this like really tiny pine tree in the backyard and they were just not going to let the squirrel out of the tree. Yeah. They sat back there for hours just like crouched around the tree and they're like, if the squirrel comes down, that squirrel's dead. Right. Um, it did. They did eventually come in, literally after hours. Yeah. yeah. Right. All dog. Hundred percent. Right. Right. Uh, so that's good. The toy poodle, you know, probably was a lot cooler after that. It's like, yeah. Hey, she was almost. She wasn't that cool, but that's you know, we're not but, talking about uncool pets right now. No, but I mean. She was more cool though because she had oh, yeah. that like experience like with Josephine. True, true. Um well perfect pet right now for me. Uh so as you know, Martin, uh there's a dog that 
spends a lot of time at our house. His name is Chauncey. Uh, he's a golden doodle. Martin nicknamed him the Chancellor. That's true. And uh, he's great. He's I've known him since he was a puppy. He's super well-behaved. He does not shed. Um, he's just the nicest dog. Whenever there's kids around, he only wants to be around them. And he, like, literally, you can see that he thinks he is one of them. Um, wouldn't hurt a fly. And uh, also, he, I don't own him. So uh, I don't have to pay for all his expensive surgeries and bills and everything. Good and point. Or his food <laughs> or really anything. But I get to reap all the spoils of dog ownership. So that's a pretty good setup for me. In a lot of ways, it's like children. Yeah. You know, you're better off just not having children, but just hanging out with them. And then when they act bad, right, you can just leave. You can be like, well, it'll all work out. And then you can walk away and be like, doesn't matter if it does. Or I'm not. going to the off-track betting <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever. You know. Right. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So. How about you? What's your perfect well, bet? Well, we're going to. This. I didn't imagine that we'd end up sort of in a full circle here. But yet here we are. I have a similar story. The St. Isaac's Festival, which was the Catholic Church in my neighborhood. I didn't go there. I'm not Catholic, but they had a festival where they had like games and different activities. And they had the goldfish game there. Okay. So I also won a goldfish in a bag. Yep. And I'm not going to say that my mom was more supportive or better caretaker for the goldfish. Uh Uh-huh. But she didn't expect me to clean the bowl. Right. She didn't expect me to know how to do these things that clearly when you're seven or eight, you don't know how to do. Right. So Barry the goldfish lived in a bowl in our kitchen for years. Wow. Yeah. At least two or three years. Wow. And we had two of them. You had two Um, at the same time? No, separately. And the only reason the first one died was because my mom was cleaning the bowl and she had the goldfish in some other container and he jumped out of the container. He committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he was in pain. There was a lot of stress in that environment, I think. Yeah. Now, so what but so when you say there were two, you didn't have like one goldfish on one side of the kitchen and one on the other, and both their names were Barry. No, no. Okay. And by the way, Barry was named after my pediatrician. That's maybe a different episode altogether. Now, as did well. your mom name him? No, I did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, no, when the first Barry committed suicide, then we got the second one. Right. I think also at the St. Isaac Jogues, like, fun festival or whatever it was called. Yeah. Later on, famous athletes would be there. Will Perdue, 
B.J. Armstrong. Now, are they Catholic? There's no way of knowing. Okay. Because you said you were you were there, but you weren't Catholic. That's so, correct. Right. But you would think, you know, if it was a, you know, sports star that they would, the priest would, they'd have to pray or something, right? Anyway, who, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how any of this works, Matt. Look, I'm not uh, a priest. Yeah. I'm not a nun. Well, I think we better move on to hurrahs and huzzahs. Okay. Um, I have a hurrah. So just want to take you back a little bit to during the pandemic. And as you may recall, I grew my hair out. And my hair was the longest it's ever been. But, uh, and then ended up, I had a couple of dream hairdos. One was uh, Bob Weir. I remember asking you, how long did you think it would take me to grow out my hair that long? And you were like, you never will or something like that. Yeah, something, it's, you don't have the hair for it. Something Sorry. funny. And then I wanted it to be like Bill Kreutzmann, uh, like his 80s hair and late 80s hair. But I just didn't have it. But I was I was rewatching uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, you know, Episode One, and yes, that's classic. when that's when uh, it was Senator Palpatine before he became Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, of course. Um, but it, Ian McDiarmid, and do yourself a favor if you haven't seen that movie recently. Uh, Go watch it and then look at Senator Palpatine's hair. It is just absolutely like a lion's mane. And he has a high hairline, receding hairline, but it just looks just like um, flowing uh, locks of, of pure gold. And I have to admit, I thought if I grew my hair long enough, it would look like that, and it didn't. I don't know if you tried hard enough. Yeah. But, no, I appreciate that. But, again, I think you could try harder. Next pandemic. Also, maybe, like, you need different kind of product. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem. Right, right. So, moving on. uh, My Hazad ties in really nicely with our topic, pets. My Hazad goes to cats. First of all, cats don't even like people. (laughs) I know that, like, everyone thinks Robert De Niro's best movie is Meet the Parents, and that's probably true. And he goes on this whole thing about, like, how if you're a dog person, you need the dog to, like, pay attention to you because you're into attention. But cats are cool because they're independent, and they don't even have to be around people. The only thing they need you for is food, and then they just hide all the time. <laughs> That's not fun. No. What's fun about that? Nothing. Nothing is. I and then agree. Here's, something, here's something interesting. Every book going all the way back that, you know, the antagonist is a cat. True. Case in point, the Jungle Book. Right. Right? Shere Khan is a tiger. Everyone hates him. Right. And then 
you know, people who are allergic to cats, they're like really allergic to cats. It's like if you're allergic to bees, but in a lot of ways, way worse. Yes. So again, this just proves that cats are out there legitimately trying to kill people. Right. And I think if you had a house cat and you were dead, eventually that cat would eat you. Maybe. Didn't yeah. the cat cats killed killed all the great Egyptian kings, right? That's that's true. Yeah. So thanks a lot. Yeah, and they communicated with aliens and now that whole door is shut off to us. Right. Well, it's been another great episode, Martin. I think uh, our best. Yeah. I think we we really laid it all out there and um uh, gave our our listeners something to think about. You know, by all means, tweet tweet our uh tweet at us with your pet stories or photos. Pet pictures? Right, drawings. Maybe uh, you petting something? Maybe a song you wrote that you dedicated to your pet? Sure. Sure. You know, a prayer that you say about pets, whatever it may be. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.